Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Overall, is God a positive or negative person? Really? Is Jesus, when he walked in this earth, was he a positive thinking person or optimistic or negative? Oh, he was negative because he says, in this world, you're going to have troubles. No, that's positive. So if God is positive, he's optimistic, and Jesus is optimistic, I'm supposed to be like them. Hello? It's really, really easy to be cynical towards life these days. We see corruption in the places we know there shouldn't be any. Government, the church, and many other places. Bad people prosper while good people get beaten down. Looking at current affairs makes it tough to think positively. Pastor Mark will be offering a different viewpoint, a biblical one. Jesus told us that in spite of the difficulties this world would bring our way, that he has overcome it. Pastor Mark will be teaching us how to begin to view life biblically and to live life the way God intended for us to live. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 27 with part one of his message, Real Hurts. Turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 41. Genesis 41. As you see on the platform this morning, this will be up the whole series. Just before Jesus went back to heaven, actually went to the cross first and then back to heaven, he began to talk to his disciples. And he gave them a little picture of what the world that they lived in was going to look like. What he was saying is, guys, in some ways, your life won't be any different than anyone else's. And he says this, John 16, In this world, you will have trouble. The New Living Translation says, Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. In the Amplified, which simply amplifies it, it goes like this. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. Can I hear an amen? Amen. We've been there. So what Jesus was saying is I'm setting the stage for you guys. I'm going back. In this life, disciples, you're going to have troubles and real hurts. First thing you want to write today is this. Life is painful for everyone. Some hurts, well, they're simply unavoidable. 
As you look around you today, there isn't one individual sitting in this congregation that hasn't been hurt by someone or some circumstance. No one is immune. So that this series affects us all. Now, we're going to try to accomplish three things. You don't need to write them down because you'll see that as we go. We want to talk about, specifically this morning, what are real hurts? What does that look like? We're going to deal with rejection, disappointment, abandonment, and abuse. We're going to cover real hurts, incest, Child abuse, rape, abortion, marital affairs, divorce, hurts from a church, death of a close relative, maybe even a child, loss of a job, being lied about, taken advantage of, stolen from, deceived. That's real life. In here, we'll cover your hurt. So we're going to talk about real hurts. Now, I told you already that real hurts are unavoidable. So how am I going to handle those real hurts? And if I don't handle them, what are the effects? That one's pretty easy. Because for many of you this morning, you have those effects. You have not dealt with them. And they have affected your life. You see, you'll see this quite often during our teaching. In life, when we're born, Satan likes to get a backpack. And as we go through the hurts of life, he records them. And on your tape this morning are things where you've hurt. In fact, some of you have more than one. And pretty soon through life, this bag gets heavy. And we kind of think we're out of it and everything's fine and we're going great and we've dealt with it and it's not a problem. And then the time of the year comes. Somebody says something. Reverb back. Satan goes to you. Oh, you never dealt with it. And right in our mind, it goes again. And we relive the hurt. Free? Not a chance. And it affects every step of our life. In the last seven days, God's just been doing some neat things in my life. And what I promise you this morning is this. If you will listen, starting today to this series... God will take this tape of your hurts and he'll erase it permanently. And you'll be a different person. But you're going to have to deal with some things. The excuses are over. And I've been changed in the last seven days. I'm not going to go into the areas. None of your business. Let me make a couple statements. We get in life about what we expect. And so many of you, your expectations are almost minus. Let me ask you this morning. Overall, is God a positive or negative person? 
Really? Is Jesus, when he walked in this earth, was he a positive thinking person or optimistic or negative? Oh, he was negative because he says, in this world, you're going to have troubles. No, that's positive. So if God is positive, he's optimistic, and Jesus is optimistic, I'm supposed to be like them. Hello? Because most of us, you've looked at this world, and all you see is a partially filled glass. Everything is negative. When you look at it, you're always thinking the worst. Some of you have already done it this morning. Well, I don't know why I came to this. I won't be changed. Now, be honest. You've already thought it. And that's from Satan. God's going to change us. He wants to change us. How many of you think God wants every single person in this room this morning to be free to serve him? Let me, how many? How many? Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not sure about me. I am. He will. So we're going to deal with that. It's going to be incredibly exciting. And then start inviting people as we go through. You see, to answer these questions, what are real hurts? How do we deal with them? What if we don't deal with them? What is it like? There's only one source of truth. It's the Bible. Now, the problem is in our society today, we're a counseling society. I'm not against counseling. I think counseling's fine. But we've complicated so much. In fact, the non-biblical world... The society says we have to dig up our past. We have to dig up. We have to try and identify all these hurts. We have to name them. We have to go to this backpack. And when I say hurts, you got, well, is it 20 and 40, 70 and 90? I back, remember I back in 1922, my dad did this, my mother did this. And here's the problem. Some of the stuff we dig up, by the way, now let me, let me just reference this. I believe we should look back into our past, but not for long. Here's the dangers. Number one, some of the stuff I think I find in the past never happened to me. You say, well, it's impossible. No, Satan's a deceiver. Number two, when I go back here and dig this stuff up, you know why I like to do it? Because I'm blaming somebody. I'm not going to take responsibility. It was my dad, it was my mom, it was my brother, it was the garbage man, it was the milkman. It was somebody. It wasn't me. And the more time I spend in here, I have no time to go forward. So we're going to spend a little time in here, but not very much. Not very much. Now, as we do this, our goal is not to minimize anyone's real hurts. I know already by the first two services, some of you will get angry with me. I'm taking that chance. It's all right. But I know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you are going to be changed. You see, the reason those of you that get angry with me is because you haven't arrived yet at the place where you want to change. One day, Jesus said to a man who had been crippled for many years, he asked him a very important question. I want to ask you the same question this morning. Jesus said to the man, do you want to get well? You see, some of you like not being well because you use it in your life. You get sympathy for it. Jesus said to the man, do you want to get well? Even those of you that are going to be a little angry at a few things that I go through, I'm not trying to minimize your hurt at all. And I think you'll realize that as I go through. But our goal is to direct you to God who can eliminate the pain and bring true freedom. 
We cannot, guys, this morning, let what happened in our past steal the enjoyment of life in the present. We begin. The basis of all hurt is sin. In the Garden of Eden, when man had not yet sinned, there were no hurts. There were no difficulties. Well, actually, it was called paradise. But the moment man chose to sin, life has never been the same. It's been filled with real hurts and real pain. You remember Eve, right after she sinned, God talked to Eve about childbirth. What did he say to Eve about childbirth? He said, in childbirth will be incredibly painful. So most women today, unless they've gone through all these classes, go, give me drugs, give me drugs, give me drugs. Because they don't want the what? Pain. Look at the first family. First two brothers. Any hurts? Cain and Abel. A murder. A murder in the first family. Why? Because of sin. You see, there are real hurts because there's a real enemy. There are real hurts because there's a real enemy. He's Satan. He's come to steal, and he's stolen from many of you too long. Everyone here has been hurt by people in circumstances, sometimes intentional, sometimes unintentional. But I have to also say to you that everyone here has hurt others. Sometimes we didn't know it. We did it by accident. Other times we got even. And we hurt them. That's real life. So to enjoy life, we must learn. It's a process to handle the hurts of life. Remember, it's impossible to avoid all the hurts. I can't avoid them. That's real life. Jesus said, in this world, you will have hurts. So I must learn how to handle them and how to minimize hurting other people. Our focus will be on this statement. Forgiving, forgetting, and living in freedom is not complicated. Now, Satan is saying to some of you this morning, that's impossible. You don't know what I bring in that backpack. You don't know the tapes that I have. What do you mean it's, it's not complicated? Well, that's because of two things. Wrong thinking and allowing Satan to say to us, you can never change. One day, Jesus met a woman at the well. He said to this woman at the well in Samaria, go get your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. She was lying. Jesus said, you speak the truth. You've had five. You're divorced. And any of you that's been through a divorce, you know it's a death. And now you're living with a guy. What do you think was on her tapes? Any hurts? So Jesus says, you know what? This is going to take a while. But I'll be back in the area every Monday for the next 43 weeks. And we'll have a counseling session for an hour. And now, this morning, since I'm here, let's go back to your childhood. Were you abused? Did your father take care of you? What kind of home were you raised in? Now, remember, I'm not making fun. What was your first husband like? Why was it like that? Why did you divorce him and go to your second husband and your third? Do you think he, drew out? You think he went back and started digging up? 
No, it wasn't complicated. Jesus didn't say, I'll be back for the next 43 weeks. He said to her, in essence, the question I already said to you, you want to be well? After she began to get it, she says, do I want to be well? Well, sure, I've been rejected and hurt, and it's been devastating. Jesus says, I can take care of this. I'm God. I'm the Messiah. And if you'll believe in me, my power in you will erase your tape of life. And you begin anew. You say, Pastor Mark, that's impossible. Yeah, in your mind, not in God's. Getting free is not complicated. The Bible says as she went back into town, she said, come on out, meet a guy who told me everything I've ever known about myself. I couldn't believe this guy. Right now, Satan's saying to some of you, yeah, but my case is much more complicated than that woman. Not a chance. I'm not saying that getting free isn't an ongoing process. Anybody in this room think after this morning you'll be hurt again in life before you die? How many times? You won't even guess? So the principles that we learn, I have to keep applying. But it's not complicated. This morning, you can change. God will change you. Turn with me to Genesis 41, 51. I think most of you are there. We're going to use the story of Joseph. Joseph's a great biblical example of someone who had all kinds of hurts, and yet he overcame this incredible hurtful life to be very, very useful for God. Genesis 41, 51. This is later in Joseph's life when he got married. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because, circle this word, God has made me Circle the word. Forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The word Manasseh that Joseph chose to name his boy means in the original language, forgot, forget. Amnesia. Because of my pharmacy background, versed. Now, why would Joseph... Name his son, forget. I mean, I already got rejection, don't you? I mean, forget you. No, it's because every time he looked at him, he was reminded what God did to the tape of his life. God caused Joseph to forget all his hurts. God caused Joseph to forget How many? How many? Oh, was there anything left on the tape? God caused it. And that was a wonderful thing in his life. It wasn't that he didn't go through it. I put the word verse up there. Many of you have surgery. As you know, seven years ago, I had open heart surgery. And I like verse because when they give it to you when you're in the holding room, pretty soon your head spins, you can't remember nothing. And after surgery, you wake up and you go, are they ready to, are they ready to cut on me yet? And they go, we, we've already finished hours ago. Hallelujah. Now, especially open heart surgery or broken legs or whatever. I don't want to remember I'm being in an operating table. And I don't want to remember any of that. Praise God. Verse 7. 
I know I went through it. But God removed the hurt. Do you understand? It's not that we're stupid. It's not that we didn't experience the hurt. It's that God has healed the hurt. Now, what did Joseph have to forget? Well, he mentions two things, all kinds of troubles, but then he mentions his family. Joseph said, God caused me to forget my family. How many of you this morning would like to forget some of your relatives this morning? <laughs> Come on, be honest with me. I know maybe some of them are sitting next to you and you can't raise your hands. All right. <laughs> well, what kind of family did Joseph have? Here's where I'm going to get emails. That's okay. Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Just send them on. Here's the first statement you need to write down. Joseph grew up in a normal, dysfunctional family. You say, wait a minute, that's like an oxymoron. A normal, dysfunctional family? How many of you in this room grew up in a dysfunctional family? Can can I see your hand? Just hold it there. Okay, all right. Let me give you another question now. How many in this room, and I want everybody to raise your hand if, if you respond. How many in this room grew up in a family? In a family. In other words, you had parents. Let me see your hand. Keep it up. You were born in a dysfunctional family. Every one of us come from a dysfunctional family. You say, well, that's impossible. No, it isn't. Because we had sinful parents. So we're all, I'm not making fun of, some of us had more difficult ones, but none of you will match the one of Joseph. None of you. So what do we do with this? What do I do with this excuse that I am like this because of my family? What do I do with it? What do I do with these generational curses? I'm going to show you this morning. Let me give you the background of Joseph. You see, every family, as you look around us, has the good and it has the bad. You need to do is have the ugly. (laughs) All of us. Joseph had one mother, three stepmoms. His grandfather Laban was a deceiver and an idol worshiper. Joseph's own grandfather and grandmother were both deceivers. And they showed favoritism with their individual sons. Joseph's own father, Jacob, who later becomes Israel, was a deceiver himself who cheated his brother out of a family blessing. Jacob was an incredibly poor role model as a father. He was a very weak disciplinarian. Jacob had 12 sons. Joseph is one of those. By four wives. And Real early on, he started paying, as you'll see in the scripture this morning, special attention to Joseph out of the 12. Pastor Mark reminded us that hard times have been with all people almost since the beginning of time. We also know that problems aren't going away while we're here. We did learn that there is a solution to recovering from wrongs done to us. Forgiveness. The example of Joseph from Genesis is an encouragement to us. If he got through his difficulties, so can we. 
This Prison Break series from Pastor Mark Balmer is teaching us biblical ways to deal with the hurts we experience in this life. If you'd like to hear more teachings from this series, we invite you to access them online at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. All of Pastor Mark's messages are available online for free, or you can order a CD copy for only $5 to cover materials and shipping. You can also purchase a copy of Pastor Mark's book, Prison Break, in our online store. Find out more at LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue the teaching, Real Hurts. He will remind us that everyone grew up with some dysfunction, and as a result, we all are marred in one way or another. We'll also be told about the promise God made to us, that if we're in Christ, we are a new, remade creation. That's very encouraging. We'll find more about that as well. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Prison Break. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.